Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, Patrick and Mark get lustrous new locks after the time jump. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Now, to get ahead of anybody who's worried that we're going to be spoiling stuff right up at the top, we're not. Right. I mean, we are going to spoil stuff, but you got you have some time. We're gonna. There's gonna be another music break, and then we are going to spoil Fire Emblem Three Houses up through the end of Chapter Twelve. Right, because that's as far as. Either of us have played. Well, it's as far as Mark has played. I've played further oh, than right. that. Yes, of course. <laughs> and of course, when I say either of us, I am, as always, just speaking just for myself. Just thinking about his own experience. <laughs> <laughs> no regard for anyone else's existence whatsoever. Uh, but no, no, this is us where, we, look, we know that this is a, a spoiler, uh, like, heavy episode. But maybe you wanted to just, like, see what we were up to. Because we do a little bit of talking about stuff before. Right. And I'm going to talk, I could talk right now about haircuts that aren't even related to any sort of game. That's right. <laughs> um, I was, okay, so I meant to get a haircut last week. And then I... Mm. <laughs> I'm just thinking how many people were driving away by me talking about this, but it's fine, right? So did you get a haircut? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> but, and so I didn't get a haircut because I was sick on Friday. I was yes. going to get a haircut after work. I didn't do that. Yes. I went home and slept instead. And so on uh, Sunday, in order, like getting ready for the week, because I shave once a week on Sunday, and then I just <laughs> let it go terrible for the this rest of the, the week. This is the worst the show has <laughs> ever been. <laughs> Should I get to where I was going? Probably not. No, Let's I don't just, know. Let's just like pull the ripcord. I, I don't know what's Let's happening. Let's just bail out. Bail out while we can. Uh, if you would also like to bail out um, on life, that's what we call playing Sonic Forces. Uh, you can borrow my copy of it. Email us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com with the mailing address. I'll mail Sonic Forces to you. You get to play it for as, mo- as long as you want. Also, you should send us Super Mario Maker 2 levels. Email or you can tweet them at us at Nincart Society. Uh, that way we can play them. We can shout them out on this show. We can share the level code. And everyone has a good time. I'll have a good time. I'll have a good time, too. It's a promise. Um, and then also, here's another thing. This is a job that you have. Uh, we are going to determine what is the best piece of Nintendo music. The only way we could ever do this is if you all help us. That's right. So go ahead and send in your nominations yes. for the best piece of Nintendo music ever. Now, obviously, these should be your choices because you will be determining right. the brackets. Patrick and I cannot put any nominations in. That's right. You have to do it. So email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com gmail. before November 22nd, um, and we will fill out this bracket, and then we will determine which of these pieces is the singular best piece of Nintendo music. And can I just say, I'm not nominating this because I can't, but somebody please think of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Please, someone... Please, someone. But, I mean, keep in mind, we cannot actually add anything. We cannot. We are powerless. Except for in the end when we make the final decisions, in which case we will probably have more power than just about anyone else. But, I mean, it's our show, so, like, who else should have more power than the two of us? Uh, but you can participate, so uh, get in on it um, sooner rather 
Dan. Later, um, we've got some uh, emails here, Mark, that I wanted to get into before we get into our uh, spoiler town. Um, so we got uh, an email from Connor. Uh, the subject of which is RPG lineup. Hey, fellas, I loved uh, continuing to hear other listeners' RPG lineups. So here's one that I threw together. Uh, sorry for the Zelda heavy lineup. Hey, man, the Zelda characters make perfect sense. Never here. apologize. Um, so this is from a couple weeks back when we did uh, RPG parties made up of Nintendo characters. Uh, in his fighter position, he's got Beautiful Joe. Oh, very cool. Um, in the thief position, Tetra from Wind Waker. Which is, of course, perfect. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. Uh, she's a pirate. That's so good. Uh, monk. Here's one. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. In the monk slash uh, black belt position. <clears throat> Tony Hawk from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater <laughs> I 3. I love it. Yes. 100% on board. Um, so if we're counting Tony, characters from Tony Hawk, does that mean he could have put Darth Maul in his Shrek in his party? <laughs> Shrek one of them. Maybe that was just a mod. Maybe yeah, that's not a I real mean, Sh- thing. Shrek has been modded into like everything. Shrek and Thomas the Tank Engine are in every moddable game. Um, in, the, in the Black Mage position, he's got Midna from Twilight Princess. <clears throat> the Red Mage... Oh, with uh, Midna's a, a great point. Yeah, for sure. Um, Red Mage is Cappy. Uh, and he says, in my lineup, I would use him as more of a Pictomancer than a Red Mage. Similar to Realm in Final Fantasy VI, uh, which is a great interpretation of that uh, yeah like that there's always that character that can like use monster abilities or like copy stuff and cappy's perfect for that um and then white mage the great fairy from ocarina of time um this is a good list it is very zelda heavy but it's a good list zelda heavy with a sprinkling of tony hawk which i can never object to I love this list. I, I've loved all of these RPG yeah. parties, so keep sending them in for sure. Yeah, just keep emailing them to us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Uh, and then we also got an email from Brock. Um, he sent us a, uh, a piece of music as well, uh, but he, the rest of the email says, Hi, Patrick and Mark. Big fan of the show. I had never listened to podcasts until I started working, and finding your show was a goldmine of content. I really enjoy all the lists and rankings you guys come up with um, from the spinoff games uh, for side characters. Oh, here. Uh, from the spinoff games for side characters, I think the Squeak Squad from Kirby should really have their own game where they run a pawn shop with all the treasures they steal from Kirby. Because you never know what's going to come through that door. I love it. I, I love it, too. I think there should be more shopping simulator games. Uh, and if we want to put those in the Kirby universe, uh, let's do it. Uh, and then he also made a, a music suggestion, but I am burying that until we uh, have to actually get to it. Um, so th- thank you, Brock, for the email. Thank you, Connor, for the email. Um, you can always get us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. All right, let's do it. Let's start spoiling Fire Emblem Three Houses. Mark, I'm afraid you got to help me a little bit here because it has been... Uh, a month at least since I got to the time jump. No, I was thinking about this because uh, the game came out in July, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been slowly making my way through it. Right. No shame. For like uh, quite a bit of time. Because, yeah, we're only going to be talking about the first 12 chapters. That's where um, uh, like time jump happens. It's five years. Yeah. And uh, yeah. y- your character is basically unconscious slash missing for five years. Right. Um, you fall into like a chasm. We'll get there. We will get there. Okay. So one of the things I wanted to find out from you, because we played from two different houses. I 
played the Blue Lions. And I played the Golden Deer. Right. So Which are different houses, but their perspectives aren't so different. I wish we had a, a Black Eagle player here. Yes. Um, but go go ahead with, with uh, well, your, okay, your question. Okay, so um, kind of what I wanted to figure out is what... Um, how, like, the big reveal is built for Claude, right? Okay, so basically a lot of stuff happens in the first part of the game that doesn't really... I, I don't even know if it's, like, necessarily worth talking about. The part that I really want to get into yeah. is uh, right uh, kind of, like, before the time jump, it's revealed that Edelgard, who is the um, leader, leader of, mm-hmm. like, the Black Eagle house, that she is kind is actually like um she's a double the fl- agent she's the flame emperor right who has been working to sabotage um and take down uh the garrick mock monastery and the church of saros uh because they have been sort of governing the continent um on their own and have like some sort of like corrupting influence um i i mean i i imagine that we discover it the same way that you did that so I- sh- Oh, sorry, like she, the mask comes off, right? And it's uh, Edelgard is the the flame emperor, but it like it breaks Dimitri. Like, oh, it, really? Yeah, like it breaks him. Like he well, so what? What is his out. relationship with her before that? Because Claude is pretty distant, like from both of them, right? Um, Claude always is like we, you know, we need to have a more like uh, we need to be on like equal footing and sort of like spread out the power and like the nobility is kind of messed up. Um, so he's he's always kind of pushing away from both Dimitri and Edelgard. So, like, he's suspicious and wary of her f- sort of from the beginning. Oh, okay. Oh, do, wait, do you know this? Did they, that um, Dimitri, and I guess I'm kind of spoiling for you one of, like, the playthroughs. That's what this is. But, though. okay, uh, that Dimitri and Edelgard are step-siblings or, like, oh! half-siblings? No, I did not know oh, that. Okay, yes. Yeah, they are. Mm. And so... Um, or I did know it and it didn't matter to my characters. Right, you know? okay. And so when Dimitri finds out, because, uh, you know, like, a lot of, like, the paralogs or really, I guess, the story missions that you're doing um, in the uh, Blue Lion house, it's all around this idea that, like, Dimitri, his parents were like murdered in front of him. Okay. And so that obviously was like very like emotionally scarring for him. And when uh, I'm I just played it, but I'm blanking on the name of like your of uh Byla's father. Uh yeah, like Gerald. Yeah. So yeah. when like he dies, right, Dimitri really starts to like turn. And even before that in the game, he's like, um there are like moments where he's like a little bit like off. Not like crazy, just like um, he's different. He's like more somber, or you can tell like he's really grappling with something. Yeah, and well, then- it, he's he's an interesting character because he is such like a prim and proper boy when you first meet him, right? Um, well, and- because he's going to be king someday, right? Yeah. So he's he's got to be prim and proper mm-hmm. boy. Um, and you know, definitely when when we get to the time jump itself. I don't think anyone comes out of that change looking more like ragged and just like. He gets so hot. Well, but. I, right. <laughs> but no, but th- this is the yeah. reason. So, like, when he finds out that um, Edelgard is the Flame Emperor, he, like, literally has, like, a breakdown. Like, he starts, like, laughing. And he's just like, I will kill her. Like, I, that yeah. is his one goal from yeah. that point forward is just to, like, murder her. Yeah. And, uh, and so, after the time jump, um, the first character, I'm assuming in your game, 
I'm just actually just realizing this now that the first character you meet up with is probably Claude. Yeah. But the first character I meet up with is Dimitri. And you can just tell that the past five years that you've been gone and you're at the point where I am, like, literally, you just woke up, you go back to the monastery, um, Dimitri is there, and then you're off to, like, try to clear the monastery of the thieves that are living there. Right. But So you haven't played that mission no, yet? No, I haven't okay. played that mission yet. That's, like, right where I stopped. Got it. And so he um, has liter- seemingly just spent, like, the five years, he's kind of, like, gone, like, crazy Batman, where he's just like, yeah. I just want justice right like the world is void of justice and we need to like kill the rats is like all he keeps saying like over and over basically oh boy (laughs) yeah well because it's a dark turn so like one of the things that uh happens in uh edelgard revealing herself to be the flame emperor is that she turns the empire against um the the church and which means also turning it against uh the the kingdom which is uh uh dimitri's people um and against the you know the the nobles uh the uh alliance that is claude's people um so she in like a very real way like just splits everything like right down the middle and like perhaps necessarily so it's not totally evident to me why like the church can kind of suck in some ways um, but like, they don't read to me as like a super evil and super corrupt. I imagine that there is something that happens in the Black Eagle storyline that makes that a little bit more explicit. I'm also wondering if like the further we get, yeah, I don't know. Uh, cause uh, I like, agree she, that there she, is nothing up front yeah. that like in the Blue Lion story either that makes them like outright evil, but there's definitely like hints that something else is going on. Yeah. Or that's how I'm like reading it. I mean, what's, so what, what is Dimitri's relationship to the church? Cause Claude, um, like, well, he's kind of going along to get along, uh, because they're like a powerful organization. He's like, I don't believe in this God or this religion. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really about any of this and I'm kind of keeping an eye on, you know, lady Pope, whatever her name is. Rhea. Yeah. Rhea. Um, and, and so he's, he's like a little bit distrustful of like everyone anyway. Um, and is sort of, you know, like I say, always kind of like scheming to like equalize the power between mm-hmm. everyone. Um, but you know, he's, he's not so invested in it on like a personal or like religious level. Yeah. I actually don't, remember any time that dimitri really talked about the the like, religion religion itself. itself or anything like i um i guess he has I, I like an investment in it remaining as an institution yeah but i yeah like for the stability of the of the kingdom right yeah but no i i don't think he really has strong feelings one way or the other about it it doesn't really seem to be on his mind yeah that, that i remember at all um, but like yeah. Ray is interesting because we find out that like she's a dragon. Yes. Yeah. So like when Edelgard turns uh-huh. um, and attacks the monastery, she basically gives over like her position to Byleth mm-hmm. and then um, transforms into a dragon and goes all Game of Thrones season eight. Right. On uh, everyone. On everyone. <laughs> but also in the meantime, you've been given this position uh, as like the new Pope of the Church. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know that that's not the right uh, terminology. But because uh, it's revealed that um, uh, Solace, the being that has been talking to you the whole time, is the creator god and is implanted inside you so that you are like the vessel for the creator god. Um, so like obviously you are a better 
uh, leader of the the church or like figurehead in, in in the church for that. So like, there's a bunch of twists that happen like right there in like chapter eleven and twelve, um, including uh, Edelgard like turning on everyone. Oh, one other part that I want to mention about the relationship between Dimitri and Edelgard that yeah. I'm not sure if you got in your part of the story is that. You know, the Flame Emperor, at the very beginning of the game, we see that, like, prologue where, yeah. uh, like, at the Crimson Valley or whatever it's called, where everyone basically gets, like, wiped out. Yeah. Right? And uh, so Dimitri is, like, or maybe I'm complaining two things. Maybe, I- anyways, like, Dimitri, uh, I think, blames her for his, for the death of, like, his family yeah and she keeps insisting like i wasn't like that wasn't my fault like i wasn't really like involved with it like i was there or whatever like i was a participant in some form but i didn't do it like i didn't cause it yeah so i'm interested to see like how that sort of thing like plays out man that's really cool i i I, as we're talking about it um i think it becomes a little bit more clear to me that the story of the game is really about those two characters um and how like they're the kingdom and the empire um uh you know like struggle for power in this world and then like claude and the alliance is sort of a third thing that is also there um which uh man what a cool game yeah like it's it's so it and anytime i talk to someone who's playing it even remotely differently i'm like oh man i can't wait to start my second playthrough and like do it different i was really moved by the death of geralt yeah your dad when he dies you're like ooh, ouch that stinks yeah um yeah and it's done like really cool too because uh the um uh student in disguise right like pulls out the knife yes kills him and then Lyleth turns back time and you're like oh it's going to be undone but then it's not it's very cool yeah it's very cool sequence (sighs) what a cool game um i we'll we'll have to do a like second uh one of these when uh we finish the game and then at that point, we should also bring on someone who's who's uh, played through the the Black Eagle, or maybe we should play through Black Eagle or or whatever, um, and just sort of compare notes. Um, but one of the things that's super cool about the uh, or is there anything else before we move on to the next? No, not that I can think here? of. Um, so one of the, uh, the amazing things that happens, and we sort of alluded to it, is uh, in this five year jump after the uh, battle where Rhea turns into a dragon and uh, Edelgard uh, storms the monastery. Um, five years pass right so you black out like it, it seems no, like you you're like, just gone you fall into like a yeah, hole yeah you fall or into a chasm yeah. and then we don't know what happens like the first t- time you wake up there's a villager and he's just like oh you must have floated down from the monastery yeah um and uh you get up and you're like oh basically you find out that it's been five years since you've been gone so where were you for those five years how did you now just float down the river right i I assume that when we finally get all the information it'll be just like flight of the navigator (laughs) um but so in in the five year in the five years that you're gone everyone grows up um because they were like high school kids at the monastery and now they are adults and everyone changes everyone go sorry I mean, yes. Okay, no, no, no. Finish your thought, and then I'll. I want. I, there is. There was one other thing I wanted to talk to you all about. Right, all right. Uh, what, what we're going to do is we are going to rate all of the glow ups because everyone changes, and some of the changes are great. Like some of the kids go from like 
little dweebs to like zero hotties. to hero, I, like one hundred percent. So we are going to determine who has the bet. Well, we're gonna we're going to assign numerical scores to all of them, and we are going to figure out who are the best and worst glow ups in the five year time jump in Fire Emblem Three Houses. What were you gonna say? Okay, kind of related tangentially, but anyways, one part of the game that I've been completely ignoring pretty much because I don't like any of the romance options. Um, because I want to do um male to male romances, but right. only two exist in the game, and only one of them like for real. The other one's pretty fake, and so I'm just like the other one's like a brother, uh, yeah, a- like a friend type like relationship, and you're yeah. just like whatever, not interested. So my only like re- the ga- the options that the game ch- keeps trying to like foist on me mm-hmm. are the uh, male to female romance options, which I'm not interested in at all. And so there are parts, you know, where. As you're just like, I'm giving people their lost items and all that sort of thing, I have built up relationships yeah. with some of the characters. Um, like, for whatever reason, I've, like, built up a relationship with Mercedes. Yeah. And so there's, like, a, a cutscene or, like, a sequence where you're talking about the tower where people get engaged or married or whatever. And uh, she's like, oh, is there somebody that you're interested in? You have, like, the option of being, like, you or... Like, no. And I was like, no, stop trying to do this to me, game. Gross. Ooh, I'm not interested. I'm just going to be completely mateless in yes. Fire Emblem Three Houses because none of them interest me. It's also, it's it's weird to me because uh, for as much as we talk about this game in, in like, a, like a shipping sort of way or we're interested in waifu and uh, husbandos, um, I really don't think that the romance options for anyone and the main character are compelling. It feels kind of grafted on at this point. Yeah. Um, it, like, Byleth has the least personality of anyone in, in these games, right? And everyone, all the other characters have such strong personality that, like, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Um, in uh, Fire Emblem uh, Awakening, um there there's no like um avatar player that you're shipping with uh, there that you're pairing up with other people it's all like individual characters that have these you know huge uh, outsized personalities interacting with each other and getting to s class with each other and having kids together um so yeah i i think i think the romance options in this and just the romance in general is uh not super strong but all the rest of the relationship building uh kind of makes up for it that being said, yes. let's rank these babies. Let's rank these babies. Okay, so uh, we are we've got a uh, an image here which has the before and the after. Um, do yourself a favor and look these up because they're great. Um, we are going to rank the glow up on a scale of one to five so that we can reveal our score on our hands simultaneously um, and therefore not uh, sway each other. Um, Mark, I want to put the caveat out there that we are only. Uh, we are only rating the improvement, right? Yes. So if someone starts awesome and ends awesome, that's maybe one. Yeah, it's right? like the 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 delta, the change between the yes, two yes. is what we're um rating. And five is the best, and one is the worst, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Also, we're not rating Byleth. We are not rating Byleth because uh, Byleth's change kind of happens before the time jump. Right. Byleth's change, the way it happens, is pretty darn cool yeah and you like cut a sword through time everybody thinks you're dead yes and then you cut a sword like you rip a tear in the space-time continuum and like step out of it it's awesome dope and you come back and you're like oh by the way i'm part god now (laughs) yeah and my hair like glows um it's kind of greenish like everybody else like flane and Rhea and uh whatever yeah whatever his name is (laughs) 
Satif. Uh, Sedith. I hate I hate that guy. I uh, I'm assuming in your story you also find out that Flane and Sedith are uh like Satith is her, her father. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. Um uh all right, let's uh let let's get into um rating these these glow ups. Uh so first we're gonna start uh well actually do you wanna save the, the three uh main characters for later or do you wanna start with them? Uh, let's just go in order here. Okay. Uh, so we're starting with Edelgard. Uh, she gets a more like kind of stern look on her face and has these like ram horns attached to her head. Yeah, it, it, it's, I'm assuming it's like a crown or like headpiece of some headdress of some sort. Yeah, it's a little strange, and it's got like a, kind of like a Princess Leia thing going on, uh, like with the like buns on the side of her head. Uh huh. Um, it is not for me personally. It's not enough of a change. Sure. Right? Some other people get more like dramatic changes. Um, to me, it's just like a, a headdress, and uh, you know she's angrier. Right. She she is a little bit angrier. All right. Uh, are you are you ready to reveal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, let's do down from three. Three, two, one. We both did two. Uh, so she's getting a uh, a four out of ten for her glow up. Um, next up is Dimitri. Uh, Dimitri, as we discussed, starts off as a very prim and proper boy. Uh, his, his hair is like a little bit in his face, but not in like a messy way in like a, this is how I'm supposed to. Yeah. It's very way. curated, um, but in yes. an infuriating way, you know that he doesn't do very much with his hair. No, he wakes up like that. Um, five years later, this hair is all over his face. It's all down the back of his neck. He's got an eye patch. Hey, why did, how did he lose his eye? He lost an eye mark. <laughs> Desperate to know. Um, he's also decked out in some like super Ned Starky, uh, like, yes, uh, fur, very cloak or like something. heavy coat, King of the North. He is burdened with all that he has uh, felt in life. He's full of emotion. Yes. Um, and he's also like in his portrait here wearing super heavy armor too, mm-hmm. where he's just like, no, you know what? My life is just fighting now. Uh, it, it's suffering and it's horrible. Uh, and are you ready to vote on what, what's <laughs> going am, to get yeah. Three, two, one, five. We both say five. <laughs> I think this one might be hard to beat. Uh, I, I think it's, it's one of the best and is uh, one when I saw it, cause obviously I, I didn't see it right away. Um, until like we checked in with the other characters, um, it is one that when just seeing it, it almost made me cry. <laughs> Where I was like, "Oh no, oh no, Dimitri, no, what happened?" I know from like a storytelling perspective, it's also very clear that like something went down. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, moving on to Claude, who I think is generally for me my favorite character in uh, in this game. Uh, I I just don't you. In, yeah, you just don't know him if you're not playing. Yeah, like I here. just don't interact with him very much. Um, and I don't really have the opportunity to interact with him very much because, you know, when you're talking with the other uh, heads of households or yeah. whatever they're called, um, obviously you can't like recruit them or do any of that sort of thing. So like you're uh, a lot of times you can it's you're just limited in your interactions with yeah. them. Yeah. Well, and also like your motivation for talking to them is limited too because you know you can't recruit them. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, in in his uh, in his growing up, he loses the little like Padawan braid, um, but he also gets these like sideburns that kind of come down into an almost beard. Um, I don't know. For me, he loses a lot of like the impishness about him that uh, I like um, in his uh, like normal appearance. Yeah, he's like a um, a male porn star who has just like. Kind of. Um, yeah, go on. <laughs> you know, just like the transition from Twink 
to honk is just not gone like right all that it's well. Just not, not just not all that well. Um, so are, are you ready to uh, to rate it? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay, uh, three, two, one. Okay, I said two. Mark says three. Um, so that is a total of five for Claude. Uh, next is Hubert. So. Hubert is a character that I haven't interacted with that much because he's not very fun. Yeah, well, and and he is uh, Edelgard's right-hand man, which means that he uh, is also unrecruitable by uh, either uh, of the other two houses. Um, and he's her, like, dark wizard um, guy, henchman kind of guy. Uh, and I don't really know too... Like, looking at him, I think he just parts his hair on the opposite side. No, I think it's the same side. I think he's just turned a different angle. Oh, great point. Great point. Do you know what? Uh, his haircut, to me, reminds me of, like, um, in the Harry Potter movies, yes. right? They would do, like, uh, in the first four, maybe, like, between two, three, four, and five, there were, like, dramatically different haircuts. Yeah, sure. Um, and this kind of just reminds me of, like, oh, it's the same hairstyle, but somebody decided to, like, crimp it. Or, yeah, you know, do something like make a little it a little bit different, a little bit messier. So he's also got like a high collar, which is maybe a part of a cape or something that that was not part of his original outfit. I do think the glow up is an improvement. Like I yes. like the glow yes. up, yes, yes. Um, but it's a little too like Dracula bargain basement Halloween costumey for me. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, are you ready to rate it? I am. Okay, three, two, one. We both went two on that one. Ooh, that's rough because that's the same as Edelgard, which I guess is fair. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's always going to be hard on the first couple. Yeah. Do we need to go back to revise Edelgard? I mean, but I would, re- I would revise it down, I think. Because you like her less? I think so. Well, l- let, look, let's not take anything back. I'm sorry I introduced the idea. <laughs> <laughs> always forward always always forward, forward. um also we've got so many more of these oh my up. gosh we really do okay then next up is is uh ferdinand uh who uh is also a he's got a proper gentleman thing going on in uh his uh, original look um he's you know red hair but it's in like you know just like a nice respectable kind of cut um after the time jump he goes he, th- these are the luscious locks that we were referring to earlier he's got some nice long hair um, and is now wearing like some kind of like shoulder armor, um, still kind of gentlemanly, but just a little bit more like a gentleman who's got business to attend to. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Long hair on guys doesn't really do anything for me. Sure. Um, and literally it's just like he let his hair grow out. So overall, not super impressed. All right. All right. Uh, well, let's vote on Ferdinand. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. I said three. Mark said one. Moving on to Lindhart. Uh, so Lindhart had some bad hair before. Lindhart had terrible hair, which upset me so much because Lindhart is one is the only like yes. real male to male romance option in the game, and I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah, because he's got like a weird bob and a ponytail, it's like a page haircut. It doesn't I, it's make really any con- sense. It's really Your confusing. Little sister had it in the nineties. Yes, everybody had this haircut in the nineties. Uh, and the glow up is better, but not really. No, this is like. Um, I- I'm glad he finally figured out what to do with his hair. Yes, we all know this Pull person it behind the ears, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so tie it back in that way. It is an improvement. Yes, but. Uh, I think overall not impressed. All right, you ready to vote? Yep. Three, two, one. 
We both went one. That may be the worst glow up <laughs> at, at coming in at two. Okay. Uh, next up is Caspar, uh, the dude with the like blue faux hawk. Um, and uh, so that's uh, I, I like this character a lot uh, to begin with. He was one of the few uh, like outside of uh, Golden Deer characters that I was like, I need to recruit him. I'm going to recruit this guy. Um, as he grows up, his hair, he, basically uh, the short part of it gets shorter and the long part gets longer. The whole thing stays blue. It's a contradiction. I don't understand it, but I like it. I like it too. I mean, he like commits to the mohawk. Or, and like, he, the looks mohawk. Cool. He, he looks, looks cool. He looks super his, cool. His hair like somehow looks like braided or something, or it's just like really like textured or in three rows. Yeah. No, he's, he's rad. Like he's almost got uh, like the reverse of Sonic the Hedgehog's hair, right? Yes. <laughs> um, and also in his portrait, he is wearing the biggest, beefiest armor you can imagine. It's dope. Mark, are you ready to I'm vote? I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one. We both went four. <laughs> so he, for he has a, a total of eight. A strong second place so far. Uh, all right. Uh, next up is Bernadetta, uh, who goes from, man, she is just a, a rumpled mess in the original. Um Real Raggedy Ann vibes. Real, real Raggedy Ann vibes. And also, it seems like she's wearing a hoodie under. <laughs> Which I respect. <laughs> under her school uniform. I mean, she, you know, she's, she just doesn't want to be out and about. No. Like, I get it. No, she wants to be in her room, which is where you can always find her. <laughs> Usually, you have to talk to her through the closed door because she doesn't want to talk to anyone. Um, five years later, uh, her, she doesn't figure out her hair. No, she doesn't. Um, Still a mess. She's cutting it herself. She is absolutely 100% cutting it herself. <laughs> um, and, uh, like, she's got a, a pair of earrings and, like, some, like, kind of cloaky thing. Uh, I don't know. Are you ready to vote on this one? Yes. All right. Uh, three, two, one. We both went one. Sorry, Bernadetta. <laughs> I almost feel like it's, like, uh, in, headed in the wrong direction. The volume of her hair is less, which I think is good. But she just needs to figure out a length thing because she has like long hair in the back, yeah. short hair up front. It's just not like really working. Also, are those like ribbons in the back of her? No, head, I, think that that, I think hair? that's more hair. So she's got three different lengths of hair in her hair. She's got like front, she's got side, and then she's got like the back, which is way longer. It just doesn't make sense. Like, I'm sorry for the two, because I hate hurting people's feelings, but I'm not, because it's earned. Yeah, 100% earned. Okay, next up, we got uh, Dorothea, who uh, comes in with this, like, BDSM hat, uh, originally, and, like, wearing a choker. Um, so She's got, like, a real... Uh, early 90s uh, acoustic girl rocker thing going on. Totally. <laughs> um, in, in her uh, original... Um, uh, five years earlier, five years later, um, the hat's gone. She says the hat's gone, no more but she's hat. still kind of got like the mall goth thing going on. Yeah, she's wearing like a more aggressive choker. Yeah, well, it's like a it's like a huge choker, right? Um, but I, I feel like she, this one feels like a genuine uh, like grow up, glow up, right? Like yeah, she absolutely. feels more adult and more like appropriately. Like she's not faking the image anymore. She's just living it. Uh, Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. She's like, she's teaching English somewhere, <laughs> you know, some like small conservative town, but she's still going to make people read like, I don't even know, like to kill a mockingbird for, because that's for whatever reason it is. Right. But she could still tour if she wanted to. Yeah. If she wanted to, but she doesn't. She has a family now. That's and, right. Which she's happy about. Um. All right. Are you ready to vote? Yes. Okay. Three, two, one. 
I went four, Mark went three. Um, a lot of ag agreement on these. Uh, that one is not 100%, but that's still good. Next up is Petra. Um, Petra's a character who I didn't really have any interaction with until later in the game. And so then I started to understand, like, uh, or later into my how far I've made it so yeah. far. And um, I'm like, oh, like, I kind of got an affinity for her. I just like her, her like, bit where she's from, like, a foreign land. And so she's trying to, like, understand the language and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that she's, like, always kind of throwing shade, too. Yeah. That she's almost always, like, it is worse here than where, than where <laughs> yeah, I come from. totally. Um, and she, she's she got some of the best hair in the game, I think. Uh, I know. I actually kind of like her hair before yeah, more than after. Me, too. Um, it's just more distinct. Well, because before it's in a giant braid, like, like not a, just uh, long, like side like a braid, huge side braid, um, and then like uh, later she's got like the individual braids, uh, but it's kind of just one big ponytail. After yeah, that. and it just kind of looks like more stereotypical to me, like idol hair that I would expect from yeah. like, a Japanese game. Yeah, so this is one where it almost feels like a downgrade. Yeah, to me, I agree. Um, are you ready to vote? Yes. Three, two, one. We both went one there, uh, which hurts me a little bit because I love her, um, and I think she still looks cool, but like it's it's definitely a a step down. Who's next? Uh, how do you say this name? Is it Deidu or Deidue? I'm yeah, not, I'm not sure. Um, so uh, but he's next. He he's next. This is uh, Dimitri's right hand man. Mm -hmm. Um, he's stern from the beginning. And his glow up is pretty much just as stern. There's just less volume in his hair, and it's the part is maybe more distinct. Well, is is that what's happening? So his his hair is his hair is white first of all, um, and he's got like kind of a, a military cut going on. Like it's it's a little bit long, but it's like it's a uh, high and tight basically. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, as he ages, not only does he get um, some cool scars on his face, um, but it looks like he's does he have longer hair that's like slicked back? Oh, you're right. It really is. It looks like the the sides are short, and yeah. then like the middle is long, and he like slicks it back like he's Crispin Glover. Right. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. He's got a Crispin Glover thing uh, going on here. Um, and he's also wearing like uh, is it like a cloak or like a scarf or something that like has a lot of different layers to it. Yeah, there. but it does look like it's like military dress. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's it's ceremonial for sure. Um. Like, I think this is a good one. I think, I think he so just too. got, like, hotter. Yeah, he also loses the earring, mm -hmm. which helps. Yes. Um, all right, are you ready to vote? Yes. Okay, three, two, one. Uh, Mark went five, I went four. That is that is incredible. Which is interesting, because it, he didn't change that much, really. No. It, it was just like a, a ref, uh, refining of what was there before. Yeah, made some, look, made it's some a good smart makeover. changes. That's right. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Felix, uh, who, uh, again, is sort of a, a messy hair situation um, that he kind of just, uh, he gets through it by just tying it all back in like a big bun. Mm -hmm. um, that's him as a kid. Uh, as he grows up, it, it seems like he's still mostly tying it back, but now just tying back the sides. I think he's also cutting his own hair. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Which fits Felix's personality. Yeah. Um, he's like surly and, but more social than Bernadetta. Um so where where his hair is maybe not a, a super great thing. He's wearing like a a fur-lined bomber jacket or something. What is happening here? I think he's really cool. I think he's really cool too. Like we would definitely not be friends cuz he would hate me cuz I'm like loud. Yeah. 
but I would desperately want to be. Oh, his friend. you would seek I his would, attention so I would want much him to think I'm so cool. You would make a joke and then look out of the corner of your eye to make sure that he was laughing at it. Are you ready to vote? Yes. Okay. Three, two, one. I say four. Mark says two. I actually don't think it's that great of a I change. Li- I like that jacket, man. The jacket is cool, but the the hair the hair does keep it from um uh, uh doing a, a solid five here. Uh, next up, Ash. Talk to me about Ash. Uh, so personality wise, I couldn't actually really tell you that much. Um, he's a quiet boy. He's quiet. I didn't really use him before. I didn't have very many archers in my party. Sure. Um, but once you start leveling him up. He's pretty cool, like pretty good in battle. So I've been using him more and more. But as far as like his storyline goes, I haven't been paying that much attention to him. Um, also, uh, like was originally uh, wearing a hoodie. He's got kind of like gray, like bluish gray hair, um, which I would say he, he has no game plan for his hair. Right? No, it just sort of happens. Um, as it's, he, it's messy in the first one. Yep. It's like a little more maintained in the second because he's an adult. And so he's like, he's definitely running he's, a brush through it. Yeah. But like, that's pretty much it. Um, and then like, I don't know, his clothes are seem basically the same. I think I'm ready to vote. Okay. Uh, three, two, one. I say two. Mark says three. Pretty middle of the road. Yeah. I would m- say like 2.5 is really, you know, where I would vote. Okay. Well, we are not introducing <laughs> decimals now. Uh, next is Sylvain. All right, so Sylvain, bef- I mean, he doesn't change that much. He just grows up. Uh, yeah, yes. And I mean, what do you really expect from this guy? Because like, this is this is like the ultra womanizer, right? Right. I mean, yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> man, I was desperately racing in my head to figure out how you can do a like he's Sylvain or you're Sylvain. Oh, Sylvain. Sylvain. Yeah, no, yeah, it's 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 there, but not there. Right. <laughs> right. It's, your there, own joke, it's there, but far enough away. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, he's the womanizer. Um, so you don't expect him to change. Right. You know, he probably peaked in high school. 100%. Uh, and, and I mean, he's still so darn handsome. He's still very handsome and still very charming. Um, in his uh, portrait, he's wearing, uh, like, armor, and this also is fur-lined. Um, I guess a lot of the people in, in the kingdom have to kind of resort to that because it's snowy. Or something? It's cold. It's medieval. It is definitely medieval. Mark, are you ready to vote? Yes. Three, two, one. I say two. Mark says three. Uh, next up is Mercedes. So Mercedes. Mark's true love. Yeah. So Mercedes is interesting uh, um, because she is very much, you know, just like her glow up looks like she's wearing a French maid outfit. Uh, yeah, so is, is that like, or like a, a veil? Like, is it, it looks like, like religious, religious garb, yeah. yeah, like almost like she's become a nun, yeah. Well, and I mean, but she's got kind of a pious look to begin with, right? Yes, um, she's got this, or uh, like a simple look, yeah. But I mean, like, she's got the, this long hair that has like a bow tied really low in it, um, and then like a, a, a scarf or some kind of like neckerchief thing that's like uh, really high up on her neck, um. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure how I'm gonna go with this one. It, it looks. It's very severe. Her like yes. her changes almost is like almost like school marmish. Yeah, I mean, really, it is. It looks kind of like a nun. Like it looks very religious. Yeah. Um, I I really like the hair before, like all the volume. Yeah. Um, and we lose all of that. Yeah, in, you gain the earrings, up. like a bad hat, ruffles, which is never a good look. No. All right, I'm ready to vote. Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. We both went one. Sorry, girl. Uh, next is Annette. 
<sighs> okay. Uh, Annette, kind of uh, cute little ringlets in her hair. But very like, pippy long stockings. Very pippy long stocking. Perfect. Thank you. Um, and then, like, not really much to speak of there. In the glow up, um, her glow up is kind of the same, right? Like, her hair gets a little bit longer. Less which... curly, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really feel strongly about this one. All right. Are you ready to vote? Yeah. Three, two, one. I say two. Mark says two. We both say two. Um, uh, next up is Ingrid. Talk to me about Ingrid. Man, I'm going to have to remember. See, like, I don't really use Annette or Ingrid very much in my party at all. Yeah. Um, so I can't, <laughs> I can't, I don't really know what to tell you about them. All right. That's fair. Um, so Ingrid's got, uh, she's got a long, is that braided? Is her hair like in a big fat braid or what's going on in the back there? Uh, it's hard to tell. I think it might just be like flowing down the back. Yeah, as she grows up, she looks like she gets rid of most of her hair. Yeah, she looks like Linkle. Uh, she does look like Linkle. Which is pretty cool. Yep, um, and uh, has got, like, cool green tassels on her fur cape. All right, I'm ready to vote. Are you ready to vote? Yes. Okay, three, two, one. We both say three. Uh, and that uh, ends the Blue Lion house. Uh, we are now moving on to the Golden Deer. And first up is Lawrence. I'm going to say right offhand... A lot, not all of these are big improvements. Uh, for for the Golden Deer, uh-huh. uh huh. Yeah, a, a lot of them. I would s- and Lorenz is is an improvement too because I think at the beginning he has the worst hair. It's so bad. It is. It's a bowl cut with like the weirdest V, the weirdest triangle. Well, the thing is that his face is already like really narrow at the bottom. Yes, and it looks like somebody put a wig on a lemon. Yes, yes, it is 100% someone putting a wig on a lemon. As he grows up, he lets uh, his hair grow long and then parts it all off. So he's got this big, like, cascade it of looks hair. It looks very cool. It looks very cool. Um, it, it, I mean, it, it makes him look like a human being for the, for the first time. <laughs> he didn't look human before. Now he looks human, and he's wearing some cool armor. Are you ready to vote? Yeah. Three, two, one. I say three. Mark says four. I think it's a huge improvement. Yeah, I, I think it's a big improvement, too. I would, go, I would say from naughty to hottie. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, next up is Raphael, um, who is the big, beefy man who is always wearing shirts that are too tight. <laughs> they are straining. The buttons are just groaning to stay in place. Um, but he's got some, like, short blonde hair. Uh, kind of messy, kind of sticks up. Uh, like, you can tell he just, like, grabs some product and, like, throws it in there uh, straight up. Um, and in his glow up, he looks a little bit more gentlemanly, I dare I say. I think he looks more like a hobbit. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not wrong. He's wearing like a cloak and like a high collared shirt that's it's all um, earth tones. Uh, and his hair is uh, longer and he's got these sideburns now. Yeah, it's, it's less uh, managed. Uh, yes. Um, w- but I think that it very appropriately uh, conveys his character that like he goes from being like a rough and tumble, like kind of jock dude to being like a little bit of like a seasoned warrior, like someone who's out there and in it. Um, but, uh, yeah. Are you ready to vote? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. We both say three. I think it's a good, I think it's like a good solid, it's what you would expect Raphael to look five years later, but yeah, it's totally. not like a dramatic transformation. Yeah. 100%. Uh, next up we got Ignatz. Okay. Ignatz has bad hair. Ignatz also has bad hair. Um, up There's there- a lot of bad hair in the Golden Deer house. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. So up there at the beginning, Ignatz has not great hair. It's like 
kind of a bowl cut, but too long. And in the back, he has like like a bird tail. Yeah, and it kind of like thing going on. forward. And then as an adult, he just has Harry Potter's hair. Yes, which works for and Harry Potter's glasses. Right. Basically, he looks like uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yes. As Harry Potter, which is not a bad look. Also, do you think this is uh, for or against that he's got this giant feather in his profile? <laughs> is that a quill or is that part of his outfit? Difficult to know how he's like holding it or if it's placed in there. I'm going to say pro. I'm pro feather. Um, I also think that uh, he has done a good job of picking a cloak that, well, it doesn't match his hair because it's very green. It complements the color it's of his hair. It's very complimentary. Also seems to have very good posture. Uh, yes, seems to have very good posture. Also, he's one of these characters that benefits very well from just like the subtle aging on the face. Yeah, for sure. Um, that he goes from looking like a dorky little kid to being like, this is a guy who's going to get some stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, are you ready to vote? Yes. Three, two, one. We both say four. Which is, it's not a very dramatic. No, it's not super dramatic. Change, but, it, but it, like, it's in the details where yeah, it matters. Agree. Uh, next up, Lysithia. Uh, so she is a magic user addicted to sweets. Uh, she's <laughs> she's addicted to big sugar. Um, she's got some long white hair and uh, the punishingly pink eyes. <laughs> yeah, and really in the glow up, she's just like, what if what if long hair but uh, purple scarves? What if purple scarves is is basically her thesis statement. And also like, are these earrings or what? They're just like some this kind of like decoration that's a uh, part of her hair now. Oh yeah. They look like they're earrings, but when you actually like investigate it, they don't appear to be. They appear to be attached to hair. There's some confusing things happening with Lysithia's look. Um, although I guess she is probably one of the characters that still remains pretty young after the the five year uh, mark because she is she's like a uh, uh, she's like admitted to the monastery early. She's like 14 or something when uh, when the game starts. So you know maybe she hasn't. She's I feel like she has another five-year jump in her still. Yeah, I also think that it her look at her like five-year later look is editorial. So it's like she's making decisions. Yeah, she's making fashion choices. I don't know if they're the right choices for her. Like you're right, she will grow out of this. I think, and eventually, who did we say that was like a, a English teacher? Yeah, Dorothea. Yeah, I think like Dorth like she will eventually become what Dorothea is. 100%. And so I she's kind that, of like in her right. like middle stage, like figuring it all out right now. Are you ready to vote? Yes. Three, two, one. We both say two. Uh, next up is Marianne. Uh, here's another uh, pious character. Um, and uh, so she's she's got blue hair um, and she's got like a, a nice like braid that kind of holds it back and then has what like those kind of like tendrils that come down around mm-hmm, her ears. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the glow up, it's basically that, but without the tendrils. Yeah. Just kind of chopped it off um and got some of the hair out of her face um, or some of the bangs out of her face and then she's also like wearing a little bit of a, a clothes i think these may be like monastery like specific clothes yeah but she has like the uh what are, what are they called on the shoulder like the the, the epaulets yes yeah um so it's diff- uh it, yeah it's hard to know exactly uh i don't know it's really middle of the road yeah i would say it doesn't make much of an impression are you ready to vote yeah three two one uh, Mark says one. I say two. Two and one. Uh, next up, we got Hilda. Um, now, let me just say that I love Hilda. Um, that she is always tricking people into doing her chores for her. Um, and 
I don't know why, but she started leveling up very quickly for me. So I'm just very much attached to this character. And she'll also chant her own name every time she wins. She goes, Hilda, Hilda. She's the best. Um, but she's got pink hair and these giant uh, pigtails. Like, just huge, huge pigtails. Yeah, maybe she's more Pippi Longstockings than uh, whoever I said it was before. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably right. Um, it, as in, in her glow-up, it's still sort of the same, but it, I, I don't know. Are, are, are the pigtails, like, pulled back further? Okay, so or? I, I kind of feel like she is on, like, the pop star, um, yeah, okay. like, career arc. Right, where at the beginning, they probably came up through the Disney Channel, so they're a little more, like, wholesome sure. and kid-friendly, and she's kind of in, like, the middle Miley Cyrus stage. Sure, right? where, where she's asserting like herself more... as a sexual being. Yes, exactly. Well, because she's also wearing this, uh, in, in the portrait, she's wearing this, like, dress with a super high collar, but, like, a cut-out boob window. Um, so, like, you can really see her And, cleavage. like, straps that look like yeah. they might be, like, bra straps or some sort or of, like, Or, like, there's undergarment. some kind of bondage component. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, I'm, I'm into it. I think it's a good look. Um, are you ready to vote? Yes. Three, two, one. We both say four. So, the only thing that makes me a little bit uncomfortable about it is because, yeah, she, like, has glowed up, but it's only five years. Like, her face remains maybe exactly the same. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's always got, like, a little bit of a mischievous, uh, bent to her, so I think, I think that's where that, that, like, that she's got a smirk. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's all part of that. Um, okay, uh, next we got Leone, who, uh, just, oh my god, she just wants Geralt to be her dad, but he isn't. And you gotta be like, girl, he's my dad, not yours. (laughs) Also, now he's dead. I guess we can bond over that. But, like, chill out. She takes it so hard when he dies. Have you ever seen the movie Swiss Family Robinson? Yes. Okay, so in Swiss Family Robinson, um, the family that's on the island, there are they crashed on the island. There's like two other people, a captain and his son, question mark, who comes. But you find out later that it's actually his daughter. But they was they were pretending that she was a boy, so that way she'd be like safe from pirates or whatever. Basically, uh, this character is the before and after of that daughter. The uh, washes up on the shore. Yeah, totally. She has her hair like super short. She's like tomboyish, and then her glow up version is just like, oh, now I am comfortable in like uh myself. Yeah, uh, and is is wearing like a a red or kind of like a brownish outfit. I would say bold with her red hair. Yeah, it all kind of blends together. Um, very uh like Wendy's during Halloween. Yes, one hundred percent. Are you ready to vote? Yes. Three, two, one. I say two marks is three. Uh, and then that brings us down to our final character, Cyril. Cyril's got a real, like, uh, Tom Holland as Spider-Man thing going. Sure. Yeah, when, when you first meet him. Yeah. He, he's also one that when you meet him is very young. Because mm-hmm. he's not even a student there, right? He's no, like, he just, like, He's like the janitor. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in his, uh, in his modern day portrait, um, they stick a, a quiver on his back, assuming of course that you've upgraded him in arrows. I didn't. I didn't either. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> They're like, no, he's an archer. This is what he's interested in. Um, but he's also like, he was wearing this sort of like, uh, what is the, the, the neck, uh, cut on his original, um, look? Yeah. I mean, basically like pe- peasant chic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but in, in the glow up, he's got like a higher collar. Yeah. In the glow up, he basically looks like, uh, or his outfit is just imagine a Robin Hood 
like gritty reboot, and yeah. this is what he'd be wearing. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, all right, are you ready to vote? Yes. Okay, three, two, one. I say four. Mark says four. Yeah, because we were dismissive about the Robin Hood gritty reboot thing, but it works for him. Oh, it totally works, and especially because like before that, he's just got this like petulant kid look on his face, right. where he's like. Well, I, I mean, he's poor. He's desperately, desperately poor. Yeah, and like in love with doing chores. And he, like, well, if you <laughs> offer to help him do his work, he's like, "Don't help me! They're my chores to do." Well, it's. Be- I think it's because like Raya took him in. And yes. So, like she really, he he really respects her and is willing to do anything to like help. Right, and wants to uh, earn his keep. Mm-hmm. Basically, is is what it boils down to. So anytime you offer to help him, he's like, "No, I have to earn this." Um, okay, Mark. Um, I'm now going to order this uh, by our our totals, and we will see who our best glow ups belong to. The uh, top. Uh, well, we've got a huge tie for third place. But uh, coming in at number one is, of course, Dimitri with a perfect ten. Uh, in second place is uh, De Due. De, de Due <laughs> with a nine. Uh, and then tied for third with an eight, uh, we've got Cyril, Hilda, Ignatz, and Kaspar. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the, the worst glow-ups, um, uh, all with uh, two are Lindhart, uh, Bernadetta, uh, Petra, and Mercedes. So... Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you're born ugly and you die ugly. Well, and sometimes you were born looking okay and then you die having not improved. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) All right, Mark, let's get out of this. That's right, Patrick, because really, like, nobody in Rudy... Right, nobody celebrates ah. just like the people who are always good at football. No, no, no. You gotta, you gotta celebrate the change. That, that's what we were at here. Um, were we out of line in any of those? Uh, you should email us and let us know. Or you can write to us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail dot com, or you can tweet at us or share the show on Twitter, or you can go to Facebook and do all the things. I'm doing all of this all out of order. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts if you like the episode. Share it um, on Facebook or Twitter. On Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MK Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, Livy Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8 or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. Hi, Campfire listeners. I'm Brie Helders, and I'm the host of a new podcast with Campfire Media called My Dead Parents, where every week I have a different guest who, like myself, has one or more dead parent. We talk deeply about grief and transformation and also get to vent about the funeral industry, doctors, annoying relatives, hollow condolences. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not so funny, and we're not afraid to get deep. You can listen and subscribe on Apple or anywhere you listen to podcasts, so tune in. Campfire.